Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Be sure not to miss the following posts on our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on danaglennsmith.com God's Overcoming Grace for Perilous Times A Refuge in the Day of My Trouble Christ Jesus on the Faith You Follow on warn-usa.com Defend Jerusalem, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 78 Patient Continuance Book of Romans, Part 5, on Sound the Shofar. Trusting Arm of the Flesh, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 77. And you don't want to miss these WARN, these WIBR WARN radio shows from August 9th through the 11th on WARN-USA.com. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Light versus Darkness. Gospel Church, Persecuted Christians, Gospel Tech, Artificial Intelligence, Faith at Warren Radio. Thursday's Isaiah series, No Peace to the Wicked, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 183 on Battle Lines. And Friday's Sound the Shofar, Evil Day Overcomers, Rejuvenating Hope in Christ, Part 5. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. And The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America today. You can get your copy of The Rising on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Angus and Robertson. You can also get the Rising ebook on Google Play. And you can get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings. Welcome to another Friday. 
another week gone and we're burning through this month pretty fast the times and the seasons they keep a changing but the Lord our God changes not the same yesterday today and forever and his sovereignty and his redemption and our Lord and Savior Yahshua Jesus Christ is on the throne he is not affected by your seasons but you know what affects it is whether you have faith or you lack faith Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This week, Rejuvenating Hope Part 6. Welcome to Sound the Shofar. I'm the watchman, Dana Smith. Full assurance of faith. You know, that's what we all want, full assurance. I take it for granted you, you want that. To know that you know that God is with you, will help you and deliver you. And when you pass on, you have hope in heaven. Well, today we're going to be looking at scripture, people, events, and life as a believer. And when you talk about faith or talk about life or working your faith out, there are many thoughts on this matter and subject because it's something we're all interested in. But you know, in this old world, you know, I shouldn't say you know so much, but you should know. The fact is, we do care about our life and the lives of our loved ones and our faith, what church we go to, what minister we have, what evangelist you listen to. And many times we find people working out their faith by sitting in a church, you know, going to church. And that's okay. I was raised in a Methodist. All our family went to a Methodist church. You know, one time the Methodists were known as the shouting Methodists. They were on fire. And by the time I got to it, it was more regimented. You didn't have any of the shouting. Matter of fact, when I graduated from Bible college and went into the ministry, I stopped off my old church, a Methodist church in the there was a minister in there. I started talking to him. And I talked to him about being born again, and he didn't even know what I was talking about. And I said, you need to be saved. He didn't know what I was talking about. This is a guy in a modern church. He'd been to seminary. You know, he had all the degrees, yet he didn't know what being born again is. See, in John 1... He went to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe in his name. John 3 says, you must be born again by the Spirit. You know, you can look at these scriptures in the context you're not born again by the will of man, but by the Spirit of God. So, so while we're in churches, the church doesn't born again you. It can baptize you. But baptism fulfills righteousness and gives you a testimony. But the Spirit of God is the one that comes in. You're born again by the Spirit. So when I got older, 
And I was already married. I got saved. My wife got saved. Gloriously saved. My pastor told me, you know, very few people get touched like you and your wife did. And we did. Miraculous. Overnight. And uh, right away we believed in the power of God. But you see, and I remember that first church, uh, that church, and that wasn't our first pastor or our first church either. But uh, Brother Kennedy and his family, his wife, you know, they were good friends, good pastors of us. And so... I remember fondly those days and the people we knew, which are all scattered all over now. And uh, there was ten or so couples of us that went into the ministry. And so while we're here, and we're much older, we have been doing the WIBR Warren Radio for 25 years as evangelists. And so, it's been a long road, but it's been short. So we work out our faith, you know, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a believer. But, you know, sitting in America in a church, you know, very few Christians worldwide have the ability as Christians in America to do, sit in a church safely. Now, in the last 10 years, we've seen that attacked, the church. We've seen people killed in churches in America, which was very unusual. When I was growing up, you would never see that. Never. You never thought that you would have an America that was almost antichrist in nature. You would have never thought about it. You would have never in a million years. But here we are. So Christians sitting in your churches today, you know, that's fine. But you can't just work out your faith by sitting in the church because those days are over. See, overseas, they try to have churches, but they end up getting killed in them, burned up in them, shot. And the enemy today around the world, in some of the most persecuted places, radical Hindus in India, radical Islamists in Pakistan, Nigeria, and many other places. If they come to kill you when you're meeting there and somehow they miss you, they know that you're going to be there next Sunday usually or whatever day you're meeting. So all they have to do is come back. Eventually they'll find you and kill you. And the big trouble in all this is that the world doesn't seem to care about that. Joe Biden sends millions over to Ukraine. If he would send billions, you know, give them to these Christian groups that are trying to help the believers around the world, that could go a long ways. And, and these believers also take care of unbelievers. Man, the good we could do, the people we could feed, the people we could help, but where does it go? Joe Biden decides on his own. He's a little punk that sits on a throne and gets away with everything he does. So sometimes things are out of your hand. They were in the Roman Empire. And see, that's really the whole issue 
There's one thing we need, full assurance of faith. And you know, that comes from getting into the Word of God, from praying, from believing God, from putting on the weapons of our warfare. Now see, when we get in Ephesians, we read about the armament, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, your loins girt about with truth, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I mean, you know, that sounds good. But basically, you have to know that you're saved. You have to have assurance of that. And that comes, for the scripture says, his spirit will bear witness with our spirit that we are the child of God. You're not alone here. The spirit of God is right here. And as long as you're connected through the, the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ making atonement for you and you've confessed and come to him, that spirit of God is within you. And his spirit will bear witness with you. He will speak to you. Now if you look for an audible voice, sometimes that happens. But it comes from the spirit. And there are times people have visitations. But that's the rarity. The Spirit of God is with you all the time. You have angels watching all the time. There's a great cloud of witnesses that are watching. Hebrews 10, 19 through 20, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. See, that's, that's why you can enter into God. See, because the veil was split, the curtain that separated the holiest, the holy of holies from the outer sanctum. And the priest only went in there once a year. And, he, and he'd better have made a sacrifice, you know, and taken care of business, because once he goes in there, if he didn't, he'll be dead. Period. That was before the blood of Jesus, before the atonement. Now see, today, you can just roll up and pray anywhere. And you can get into the presence of God through Christ. You, you don't know how blessed you are. We didn't become Christians to go to church. And the church... There's not power in a building. The reason you have, you go there and you have a good service, you feel great, is because within you lay the Spirit of God. And Yahshua said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst. It is not the building. It is the people within the building. For they are the temple of God. So don't let some of these churches convince you that the power is in the denomination. No, that's man-made. Scripture even tells you, you need not that any man teach you, for the Spirit of God is within you, of course. But I'm not making an argument against church. I'm just telling you that when you are facing trouble, like they do around the world, and like they do in many of the cases, once a week we spend an hour covering the persecuted church. Many of them get chased out of their home. They have to go to into dangerous jungles. They don't have a thing. Taking what they can grab, barely escaping for their lives. This happens all the time. All the time. 
But yet, some of the people that, that we know, and I'm, I'm talking in general of many, many organizations that work humanitarian relief and other things. The gospel. Major Christian organizations. And so they actually found in one example a group of these hiding in the jungle. These were Indians from India and they had been chased out of their village and out of their home. And if you don't get out of there, see there will be anywhere from 5 on 1 to 20 on 30 on. Sometimes they're in the hundreds or even a thousand. They'll gather and chase the Christians out. And so some workers actually went into the jungle and found them. And they started bringing them food and water there, and then they relocated them to a safer area. See, that's the way it works. While we're here and safe, we can still help those in trouble. So having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, because the veil is no longer there. The veil is Yeshua, Jesus Christ. He made the sacrifice so you could enter into God. And having a high priest over the house of God. Now you see, the high priest is Jesus Christ. Yeshua. For he is after the order of Melchizedek. He is not a Levite. It's not a flesh thing. See, the Levites are all priests because they're a Levite. But Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords and also the high priest. Because he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he shed his blood to bring all people into the presence of the living God. So having therefore, brethren, the boldest enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ. You're entering into a holy place when you go into prayer and when you seek the Father through the Son. And it's a new and living way, you know. When Christ came, totally new. A new atonement. A new covenant. And Christ is the high priest over the entire house of God. So it says here, Let us draw near with true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Now you might think that's baptism. Because it says water. But as Jesus said, Whosoever believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That refers to the Spirit of God within him. Because we have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And when the Spirit of God comes in, you have that sanctification that work of the Spirit of God in your life let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he that is faithful that promised so basically when we look at these few verses here in Hebrews and there's a lot more you that you could use they tell you it's a new time you can enter in so you can have full assurance of faith 24 hours a day. But it is a battle. Because the devil and his minions specialize in mental warfare. They do. And if they hammer at you enough, they know that you will get tired of it. But you see, there's a secret to this warfare. 
you need to call these unclean spirits out. And when you get something that comes into your mind and heart that is something that you don't like, you simply say, I rebuke that thought in Jesus' name, and I rebuke the spirit behind that thought in Jesus' name, and I bind that spirit in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name I cast it into outer darkness. Now see, that's the way I do it. You can do it any way you want to. Because I get Jesus in there to where that stinking spirit knows who the victor is, Yahshua. If you have a conscience, if, if there's something bothering you, you rebuke it. You seek the Lord. Resist the devil and he will flee. But see, we sit there, especially in America, we sit there and allow this stuff to go on. And these spirits you just fill your head with every kind of filth. And see, a lot of, uh, you know, I was in in the Navy during Vietnam. My dad was in the Navy during World War II. And uh, he was a Navy medic. And he saw a lot of death. And when he came back, he really didn't have the troubles. The only trouble he had was he wanted to become a doctor. And when he got in college, because he went through the war, he had changed. And he couldn't just sit there with all these kids anymore. But Dad went on to live a long life. He didn't talk much about his war experiences. And he had a family, and he had grandkids, and he went home to his reward because he believed in Jesus. He had accepted the Lord at an Amy Simple McPherson revival so long ago. It was one of the biggest revivals in America at that time. That's what we need today. But he carried that with him all his life. And if he can do it, you can do it. I was in the Navy, but it, you know, I was stationed over here on the East Coast. The biggest threat I had was whether the hot dog or the coney dog was any good. Yeah, we went out on man overboard drills and, you know, like ships do. But this was during Vietnam. I got tired of it. And so when we look at it, you know, we have different experiences. But one thing about it, a lot of the guys from Vietnam came back and they had mental issues. They didn't know what to handle, how to handle them. But there was a number of them that did come back that got terribly wounded. One of them was Dave Reaver, a vet. And he had a phosphorus uh, thing blow up near him. And it tore off his ears, part of his face. He became an evangelist. He got saved. I think he was saved by that, you know, when he got in the service. And uh, he was a funny guy. I mean, funny laugh-laugh. Because he, he had humor. After all that, he had humor. But see, he battled some of the, bas the, the worst things. And coming back from that horrible thing, 
I mean, there's no way that, that he could have lived, but he did. And there's a lot of people today that are evangelists that have terrible life challenges but have overcome not only the physical but the mental. So when I tell you that there is a mental battle, you need to know how to fight it. So Christ died on the cross and you're a Christian, but many Christians don't fight this. They allow it to go on. They don't know how. But I can guarantee you if you learn how to do this and do it, rebuke these things, establish authority, yeah, you know, you're going to get thoughts that are bad, but they don't bother you like that. You just rebuke it. Be done with it. And if you read the Gospels, you know, I, I suggest to people that you need to read the Gospel of John at least a hundred times and read it the rest of your life. You read the other stuff too. But you need to get the, the whole understanding of how the Lord acted. And there was times that that he was confronted by one of these devils. And so he would put, the, the enemy would put it in the mind of Peter or somebody. That's before Peter really became seasoned. And he would say things. And the Lord would rebuke Satan. Because that's who, who's behind it. So let's go to First Thessalonians. But let us who are of the day, now make sure you're of the day. If you haven't figured that out yet, that means you're in the light. That means you know the Lord. You walk in the light. This is 1 John 1. You'll find it in there. 1 John 1. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ his Son. Cleanses us from all unrighteousness. See, you have to be born again, walking in the, in the light as Christ walked. Then you will have fellowship. If you're a Christian walking in the deeds of darkness, and, and Paul lines them out in Galatians, you need to understand, we don't do those things. Now, I can tell you that Christians, when they become a Christian, and even after they've been a Christian, there's times they do sin. They have problems. But you draw near to the Lord. You ask him to forgive you and move on. So those of us who are of the day be sober. Well, you know what a drunk does. He wanders around and staggers. Half the time he don't know where he's at. Well, see, we're sober in the fact that we realize darkness. We realize the evil that's out there. We realize the traps and how the enemy wants to take innocent people and destroy them or take your children and destroy them. See, you've got entire generations now today that are woke. You've got even old men. I've seen something. It was on, uh, I don't know if it was on X, you know, the Twitter or something. I don't get on social media much. We have social media accounts, but I hate, I hate the Internet. I use it for the glory of God. But I do not like the Internet. I can't stand social media. Because of what it is. And, uh, you know, we've gotten rid of a lot of our accounts because, you know, that's not what I want for my life and for my children. We live by faith in the Son of God, not by what some dipwit says online. So anyway, let's get back. So there, but let us who are of the day, we've got light, we're sober, it says be sober, we realize, 
you know who our Savior is. We know where the power is. We have the Spirit to guide us. We have the Word of God to light the way at our feet. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Now see, this is what he tells, uh, yeah, this is First Thessalonians, and so he's writing to them. So he changes it up, but you know, he's right, the breastplate of faith and love. That's, you know, the breast, breastplate of righteousness is faith. In order to access the Father, you have to have faith, because without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And love is the essence of the law. Love fulfills the law. And so you have those two tools, faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Why the helmet? Because the helmet holds the brain. And if you get, you know, someone shoots you in the head, guess what? You're dead. More than likely, most of the time. But the helmet covers the brain, the thinking process. The process also where the things of the spirit, you know, your mind is cleansed. And I am, I'm always praying, Father, cleanse my mind, my heart, my soul, and my spirit. Especially if I see something I don't like. As a Father, cleanse my mind, my heart, my soul, and my spirit. And if I have to, I'll get into the Word of God. Because the Word of God, when you're reading it, it's the washing of the water by the Word. You know, if, if you're going to go out in a lake somewhere... You get refreshed, you get in the cool water, you know. But the refreshing of the water, that the you know, that's the product that comes out of the Word of God that you don't see, the supernatural part. The washing of the water by the Word. And also, Yahshua is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the whole essence is the hope of salvation. You have faith and love. That's your breastplate. It covers your heart. For out of the heart is the issues of life. And then the helmet is the hope of salvation. First Thessalonians 5.8. See, these are some of the things you need to really consider and think on. And put them into practice in your life. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.16. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. I, I like the way these are written. This is almost poetic. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God. See, he didn't separate them. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, the Lord said. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us. See, he loved us before we even knew him. And has given us everlasting consolation. Everlasting comfort and strength and hope. And it says through grace. Grace is his favor. You don't want to be out of favor with God. That's not a good thing. Right now, America is out of favor with God. So are many of the nations. There's only one way to get back in God's favor, and that is to know the Lord Jesus Christ, who have received him. You come to the Father through the Son. I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And there's multitudes of religions out there everybody seeking heaven or their version of it and as we head to the end and to the tribulation and everything this is going to become more of an issue because believe it or not even in India the reason the Hindus are so mad and you can even go into Iran and the reason Ayatollah is so mad 
and why they don't like Christians is because a lot of their, uh, they had to shut their, you know, their temples, their churches, their meeting places. Because the Muslims have become, have become Christian. Yeah, and the Christians, you know, and we've seen this. You know, there's this one brother in Christ. He's dead now. He was martyred. But he had a habit, you know, the unbelievers. This is in India, very dangerous place. And uh, he got a call. And they knew if you call him, he's going to come. If you're sick. And he prayed. And this family got accepted the Lord. Because they were healed. And we're talking the healings that occur. Are instantaneous. You don't go down to the store. And pump up on prescription drugs. No. It's healing. See wake up America. There are miracles. There's a real God. There's a real Savior. A real Spirit. You can really hear His voice. He'll really guide you. And you can know the truth. And we find time and time again. You know these. Hindus. You know even the Muslims. Because these people seek their God. Because they really believe that that's the truth. And the people that are killing Christians, they really believe that's what they need to do. But see, what they don't understand is why these people suddenly become Christian. Because, and we're seeing this a lot, the Lord appears to them. So at any rate, he went and prayed for family. They got healed. The Hindus got mad. He went over there one time to visit to give them some Bibles and everything. And there was along the course of him ministering to them that they caught him and killed him. They beat him up to death and, and killed him. He was martyred. And they don't do it right there. Most of the time, they'll catch him along the road because he's walking by himself. And there'll be like 10 or 15 or 20 of them. It's never one-on-one. -on -one. Never. These guys don't fight one-on-one. -on -one. It's like when I was raised. There were groups that when you encountered them, it was always, you were always outnumbered. Always. And so there is everlasting consolation, good hope through God's favor. And Titus 1 2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Titus 2.13, looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Titus 3.7, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now these are all phrases I like. Everlasting consolation. And good hope through grace. That grace for by, you know, for by grace through faith are we saved. In hope of eternal life. Which God cannot lie. That's the reason we know that it's eternal life. God cannot lie. Looking for the blessed hope. We're all looking for the blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior. Being justified by grace. So we'll be heirs according to the hope of eternal life. These are all things as a Christian I like. And Christians around the world are dying for these things. And, and the one thing that we've seen time and time again... And the organizations tell us is that many of them want Bibles over food. That's how precious the Word of God is to them. Most of them don't have technology. I write articles. I have written multitudes of articles in these years. I've written numerous books. And I use technology. I study the word. I use technology. My Bible's right here in my top right hand drawer. Where I can get it. 
But you go overseas, many of them don't. There are a lot of them have, uh, will have a cell phone if they can. But most of them are dirt poor. And when they go to church, <laughs> you know, it can be any kind of a church that they can put together, any kind of a building, and that's where they go meet. So y'all in America and the modern West, you get in your nice fancy churches and you think, oh, this is where God is. Don't count on it. If your pastor ain't truly saved and born again, and if your board of deacons aren't truly saved and born again, and if your pastor and deacons are not fasting and praying, then your church is missing out. And that's why we have people that all they want to do is come and sit, listen to the word, and leave. That is not Christianity. That's not the Christianity of the apostles. That's not the Christianity globally. That's the Christianity in an America that I knew because I did the same thing. So what I'm saying is okay to sit in these things, but just realize. And give your prayers and money. Donate to missions. Donate to these humanitarian that bring food, bring clothing, bring... I mean, they provide them with so many things. It's hard to tell you how much. So when we talk about the full assurance of faith, there, there's, you know, there's Christians dying every day. But see, in America, we see a rift in America now. And, it, and it's been there for some time. Matter of fact, I prophesied. I've been, I speak to that. I, I will tell you, I knew ahead of time that Biden was going to win. I knew ahead of time, way ahead of time, that Biden would create, you know, that out of there would be a coup d'etat. And it wasn't a coup d'etat to get rid of Biden, although he will get out of there. But it was a coup d'etat to get rid of America as we know it. That is what's going on now. And that came through Biden because Biden is being told what to do. This is a planned event. And this uh, shenanigans with trying to throw Trump in jail for a thousand years. You know, this is just, they're having their show trials now. But the bottom line of it is, the Republicans are not going to help you. The Republicans never could stand up to Democrats. The Democrats are greedy and wicked, a lot of them. That's why a lot of the good ones are getting out. And I'm not political, but I'm telling you that there is wickedness in this country like you've never seen. And the churches are not standing up like they should. Yes, we have some pocket revivals, and we have some people that try to preach to them. But there comes a time that people have made their bed and they're going to lie in it because they refuse to repent right now the biggest thing that's going on in America is pride and pride goeth before a fall in Hebrews 6.10 there's about 10 verses in here For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which you have showed towards his name and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Show the same diligence. There's, there's a number of phrases here. The full assurance of hope to the end. A strong consolation. 
flee for refuge of the strong hope set before us. It's impossible for God to lie. These are the little phrases within these. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. See, there, there is an assurance which consists of a hope that when we get to the end, that redemption and that reward and finding ourselves done or have done things that are well-pleasing to the Lord. See, go ahead and do your work. Have the full assurance of your hope in Christ Take that all the way to the end, knowing that you'll be rewarded and you are out there doing this for him. That you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That's what it is. Faith and patience. Tower and I have been in this together for a very, very, very long time. And you need that assurance and a full assurance to boot. And you need hope. And you need that hope as full as you can get it as you walk towards the end and live your life, raise your children, and watch, especially America, watch it fall apart because of those who are leading it. I mean, when you look at Newsom in California... And you see what's going on in that in the cities. Our family is from originally Catalina. We had family. I had family. Real estateers. That lived. You know up in Hollywood. I know what California was. I I had relatives all over the place our fam my dad is from there but he told me they were crazy when he left there at that time but see that's a good state and Newsom has turned it into a third world country because that's his goal through the WTF and like one guy testified he's living in a tent he says they pay me $800 to live in a tent on the sidewalk so that's why he does it. All he, ha- all he has to do is stay in the tent. He gets $800. He doesn't have any other bills. He's got plenty of money. <laughs> but then you're opening up the gate to millions of foreigners who never did a thing to get here. And when you give stuff to people, they don't appreciate it. Not in the least. Then they think they can just take everything from you. So you haven't seen the the last of this. It's a mess. So you'd better have a full assurance because this country is going to get worse. I've talked about this for a long time. I've been warning this nation for a long time. I've been calling it out to repent for a long time. I've been calling out Christians. I have lost friends over this. And so has Tower. Because they don't want to be around anybody like us who talks like this that says we all got to repent that America's doing so bad so they just don't got to come by. Well, whatever. (laughs) Because people can be childish. But we are going to make it through faith and patience we will get those promises which God promised. And and it goes on to say, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. See, God is the greatest thing there is. And he promises, 
your redemption and salvation. He promises you promises at the end of this. And so it says of uh, Abraham, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promises. For men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay, a, to lay hold upon the hope before us which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Where, where, whither the forerunner is for us, even Jesus, made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. See, these are promises. These are things you can hold on to. And because God swore by himself, it will come to pass. We have an anchor, and today... You can be found in the Lord. You can have full assurance of faith. And you can understand that we are the winners here. Even if they kill us. America is not the America you know. You need to wake up to that. You need to pray and seek the Lord. You need to prepare yourself. Many Christians today believe they're going to be taken away in an early rapture. That is not going to happen until a lot of things happen. Now they think it's going to happen. And so, yeah, I'm, you know, if the Lord comes early, you know, I'm ready to go. But you've got to be careful what these people are teaching. Let the Spirit of God impress you in your heart, tell you, Lean upon the Lord and the word of God. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for those that hear this word whenever they do. Bless them, Lord. Give them full assurance of the hope set before us through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Undertake in their lives. Bless them, Father. Watch over them and keep them. Make a way for them. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also check out my book. It's been out for a while. It's called The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. It is set in America and it details a lot of events which eventually happened and is going on now. I didn't plan it that way, but when I wrote the book, there's some things that came to pass and some of the things in it are actually some of the things that we've already gone through. So check out the book, The Rising. Get a copy, read it. Then go by our websites and send me a comment through our, our comment form, our contact page. Take care of yourselves and your family. Be safe. Trust the Lord. And until next time, friends, Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.